based on the Bible, so 1 John chapter 5, one of the things that, you know, keep, keeps coming up with this series is knowing God, is the love that God has for us, is the privileges that we have being His children. There's some very powerful things here. You know, the next book that I wanted to look at, and again, as the Lord leads, uh, if He leads in another direction, I'll go in another direction. Um, but I've been preparing the book of James, and you know, He's so different to this. Uh, it isn't about love, the love of God and the lo love that God has for us and so on and so forth. And all of these things we've been learning here, it has to do with wisdom. It has to do with practicality. It has to do with, you know, when you pray, you need to not be double-minded and all those sort of things. It's about treating people the right way, you know, and so on and so forth. And it's really interesting when you look at these two epistles, you know, and, and as you go through all the epistles, they each have a different heart to them. They have not just a different message, but a different heart to them. You know, and I, in looking at the, uh, the Apostle John and he, this epistle, I see his heart and the reason why they couldn't kill him. Because he had such a close relationship to God. You know, when you're that close to God, <laughs> okay, nothing by any means can hurt you. Amen. And he just, just was so close to God. And today, you know, we're, we've, we're down to the last two verses. Verses 20 and 21, we will not get through <laughs> today. I, I, was, I was thinking, do I think I can? And I, no, I gave, gave up. Uh, it was just too much because there's so much here. Verse 20 is basically broken up into three different sections. Um, and then verse 21 is a short little um, section. Well, not a section really. It's just one verse. But the, uh, verse 20 does have a great deal in it. So let's begin in verse 20. Uh, let me remind you of verse 19. Remember he said, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. All right. And then he goes into saying the first part of verse 20. Now this is the final time uh, that the Apostle John is going to begin with the words we know. Remember he is, he is finishing this on a high note. Yeah. He's saying, we are not guessing anymore. Now we know. And family, I tell you, you need to know th certain things in order to get somewhere in the kingdom of God. You really need revelation. You know, when he says we know, he says this is a revelation now you should have. I have been teaching you and I've been sharing these things with you. Now you should know these things. Amen? So he says now, verse 20, he says, and we know. That the Son of God has come, again the first part of verse 20, and he says, and has given us an understanding that we may know him, that is the Father, who is true. So here again the Apostle uh, John begins by reminding us of what he had said previously, this time in 1 John chapter 4 and verse uh, 2, and that is that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. It was a part of the confession, all right, when that was said, and why he says again, he says, those that confess that Jesus has Christ has come in the flesh. Excuse me, I'm talking faster than my brain is working now. All right, he says, those that know that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, we know they're of God, basically, okay? And so that was something that they had a knowledge of and that they knew. And now why he goes and say, we know that the Son of God has come. So he says, there's not a guess here. This is really important that we know that he has come. The reason that is so important is because of what he came to do. If they can take away, you know, his re the reality of him being here, then they take away everything that he said, everything that he represented, everything that he brought with him, and everything that he did for us. Remember, he's the one that died so that we could be free. Are you all with me? Okay. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> 
In his commentary, Howard Marshall says that it remains true that Christianity is a religion based on revelation. Oh, I like that. I want to pause there for a minute. <laughs> okay, we need to pause. Listen, this is the difference between, you know, people that um, may follow philosophies and so on and so forth and what Christianity is really about. It isn't about a whole lot of knowledge in your head. Yes, you need to get the knowledge in your head, but it isn't about head knowledge. It is about heart knowledge. It is about what you know. It is about revelation knowledge. It is about that knowledge that comes on the inside of you that, you know, comes with power. Can I say that? All right. It's, it's, it's a knowledge that uh, drives you. It inspires you. This thing gives feet to your faith. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, it moves you. Hallelujah. And that's, that's the reason why he says that Christianity is religion based on revelation. When you get a revelation, that's when, you know, everything goes off on the inside of you. And suddenly it goes from being, hmm, maybe I should do that to I'm doing that now. Amen. You know, we need those kind of revelations in our life. The people that have revelation in their life are the ones that move the fastest through life. The ones without revelation are still making decisions whether or not. Okay? Once you have a revelation, it's kind of like somebody lit a rocket under you. Oh, you're going somewhere. Just make sure it's in the right direction. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. All right. Um, and, it, and the Lord, you know, His word comes with direction. Amen? It is, it is this important element which is expressed here of Himself. Man cannot find the way to God and eternal life. He needs a revelation from God himself. Now let me just stop there now for a minute. If Jesus didn't come and tell us about God, we wouldn't know. We would be guessing. The sad thing is people today are still guessing. You know, here's the word of God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We're going to look at some of these verses. You know, and people are going, oh, no, no, we don't want that. We want to find him ourselves. You can't. You know, the Bible says that God is spirit, which means you can't contact him unless you do it by the spirit. And it's very difficult. How many people know? And let me just, can you all be honest with me for a minute? Don't, don't be all holy. Just be honest with me. Okay, just for one minute. Okay. How many of you know that, you know, or, or can tell me that every time you hear something from God, you know it was from God. Like, you know. There was no option, that no way that the devil somehow got in there and deceived you in some way that every single time, now I'm, I, I told you every single time, okay, that it was God. I can't say that. And nobody came to church next week. No. <laughs> okay. No. Listen, I'm smart enough to know that I'll ask the Lord to confirm His word with signs following. When it's something important and I need to do something that's big, that's going to, you know, <laughs> ruffle a lot of feathers, I'll check and make sure. I want to know it's God. I don't want to go do something, upset everybody, and then it wasn't God. Then I'm on my own. It, you know, there is a difference between good ideas and God ideas. You all know the difference? Okay, all right. You know, you might have a good idea and it might, be, it might be a wonderful thing, but it wasn't God. It's like, you know, the guy that jumps out the boat and says, Lord, is this? Remember how Peter got off the boat and walked, okay? You know, you jump out the boat and go, God, is it you? He goes, no. So you start sinking. Then you go, help me, Lord, help me. Just, you know, check first before you jump. Are you all with me? Okay, <laughs> so... 
let me say, you know, I'm, I'm saying that to say this. Had Jesus not come and revealed God to us, we would all have a different opinion Absolutely. about God. And this is what's sad today, is a lot of people say, well, you believe what you want to believe, we'll believe what we want to believe. We don't believe what we want to believe. We believe what we were told. There's a difference. We don't make up our mind about God and say, well, you know, we're going to decide that we want to think God is like this. No, Jesus said, I've come to, to let you know about the Father. I'm here representing the Father, in fact, and we'll, again, we'll get to this in a minute, where he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So there's no guesswork in all of this. Are you all with me? Amen. And that's, re that's really what the Apostle John is saying here. You don't need to guess about anything. You, <laughs> you can know. Uh, how strongly to say this. You can know without a doubt what God is like. Amen. And the reason we can know that is because we know that the Son has come. Now that's the reason why he says, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding. He didn't just come and say, well, guess. <laughs> okay. He came and he gave us an understanding. Notice that we may know him. That is God the Father who is true. Now, you know, that tells me something as well. There are, there are also gods in this world that are false. <laughs> Let's, let me go back a page. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. I looked at this last week, so we won't go into great detail. But remember, it said that Satan, the god of this evil world. Notice he came to blind the minds of those who don't believe so that they are unable to see. The glorious light of the gospel or, or of the good news that is shining upon them. So there is a God that deceives. But there is a God who is true. Jesus Christ came to give us an understanding so that we know the God who is true. Amen. Okay. Let's move on. Hopefully you got that. Yeah, We're coming to the end of this. You need to get all this stuff. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, where was I? Let me just reread this. So again, can I reread the whole thing? So it remains true that Christianity is a religion based on revelation. It is this important element which is expressed here. Of himself, man cannot find the way to God and eternal life. He needs a revelation from God himself. So God has sent his son to reveal the truth. Amen. And those who accept the revelation come to know the true God. I really like the way he put that. Those who, what? Accept the revelation. See, some people don't accept it. They reject it. And then they never know God. And then they have the audacity to say, why God? I think God says, which one? <laughs> you, know? you, you believe there's so many, go ask somebody else. No, he'll never do that, but <laughs> he'll never leave us forsake us. But, you know, God is love. God is love. God is love. That was just me, okay? All right. <laughs> Added to this, Simon J. Kistemark explains that the verb to know, this is, this is tremendous, in this clause denotes knowledge we acquire by close association. Listen. In the fellowship we have with God the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ, we come to know his truth. Let's just stop there for a minute. You know, one of the reasons why we pray, it's not a religious act. You know, if you're praying from a religious standpoint, stop. You're just wasting your time. You know, just don't go there, okay? Re listen, the reason you pray is because you want to talk to God. And He needs to talk to you. Amen. 
Yeah, but I got half a brain half the time. Doesn't matter. Even with half a brain, he'll get through. I don't know how many times I've gone in with half a brain. You know, like somebody said, oh, gifted. No, <laughs> okay. Gone in with half a brain. And it felt like nothing happened. And then over the next couple of hours, even days, things from there starts to manifest. I start to think about things. And, I've, you know, it was maybe a quick thought here and a quick thought there, but it was a seed planted. God will never waste your time. Did you hear me? If you go in and you go in with the right heart and you say, Lord, I really want to hear from you. And you go in and you pray and you come back, you know, 10 minutes or half an hour later and oh, well, nothing happened there. If you got manage an hour, that's awesome, but I'm not going to ask you that. But, you know, you come out, whatever, 10, 20 minutes, half an hour later and you go, oh, that was a waste of time. It never is a waste of time. Don't say that out of your mouth. Because what you don't want to do is block off everything that has been sent to you. You say it's a waste of time, and then you will decide that you didn't hear anything, and then whatever comes, you, you know, you won't acknowledge that that's where it came from. And if you don't acknowledge that, then you won't go, you won't go back and pray, because it's a waste of time. Are you all with me? So you really need to be careful of that. And, you know, of course, there are other times, you know, we <laughs> you know he doesn't stop talking. He never stops talking. I just stop listening. Amen. You know, somebody said, can you turn God on and off? No, he's always on. We're the ones that need to turn on and off. <laughs> you know, okay? He's always there. Remember the glorious gospel is continually shining down in everybody. It never stops. That's why anybody at any time can get saved. Are you all with me? In the same way, God never stops. He's always talking. Whether we're listening or not, that's up to us. You know, that's the problem. He's broadcasting. We don't turn our radios on all the time. <laughs> let's, let's keep going. All right. <laughs> Where was I? Okay, continuing on. We learn um, to know what belongs to God and what comes from Satan. God is true. So uh, that's something else. The more time we spend with God, the more we'll be able to distinguish between what is coming from Him and what is not coming from Him, what is coming from the enemy. You know, there are things that sound like God that I can tell straight away that's not God. It sounds like God, but I know it's not. Do you know why he'll never violate his word? And some people, you know, the people that sort of say to me, and I know I'm stepping on, on toes now. I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, that people that say to me, oh, you know, God will test you and try you sometimes, and he'll just make you go through some things. And one of my favorite word of faith preachers said that, and I'm, I'm praying away and listening because I, you know, I do several things at once. And, I, you know, and I said, God, I said, what is wrong with that? I love this man. I respect this man. But something is off. I said, that doesn't match that God is love. And I said, what is it that he's misinterpreting? When he's saying that sometimes God will make you, you know, kind of wait to the last second. He said, it's never me making you wait. It's me not letting the devil know to the last second so that he can't do anything about it once I get it to you. And I said, well, that sets me free. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know? See how we always look at it as if God's the bad guy. We never get the strategy behind what he's doing. Remember that the devil has strategies. 
Remember that? That he comes at us with all kinds of strategies. Do you know? And we think God is so stupid. And you know, God wants to give us something. And he's just like, oh, here, have it now. And the devil knows. And the devil can attack it. And that doesn't matter because I'm dumb. And I'm like God. And I'm just like carry a sheep around with me all the time. And I have no sense whatsoever. Because all the people act that way. Stop it. <laughs> okay? That's why I said, you know, God needs you to be smart. Wise as serpents, but harmless as doves. Jesus said it, not me. Amen? And you know, sometimes when he's holding back on something, we need to get this. We need to understand this once and for all. It isn't him going, let's see how long he can hold out. And the angels are all taking bets. Yeah, 20, on, you know, 20 bucks says an hour he'll give up. Now the angel goes, I, I put 40 bucks on two hours. <laughs> Come on, boys, bring it all in. <laughs> okay? And they're having, no, that does not happen. Listen, if God is love and he is love. Can I get an amen on that? Can I also tell you something else that he is? God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Listen, darkness messes around with people's brains. Let's play some mind games. <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh God, you're doing that thing again, aren't you? No, okay? That's how people think. That is a fallen mind that thinks that way. Listen, when you realize that God is love and God is light, that's why I wrote a book called Love and Light. Okay? The, once you get that truth, you begin to understand that whatever is going on, there is a fantastic reason for it. If he's holding back on something, it's for your own good. It's not to test you or try you. Now, if you want to say that to yourself and put yourself through all of that, go right ahead, but you're wasting energy. Amen. You know, I've told people you can either wait quietly or you can wait pulling your hair out. Up to you. I like to wait quietly. I like to be still and know that he is God. Not that I don't want to be still and know that he's testing me. <laughs> Hello. It's very hard to be still when you, you feel that way. Because out of your mouth, you say stuff that you'll have to repent over. If you're not careful, if you say too much, you might not get what you're praying for. Because why, by your words you're justified, by your words you're condemned. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Amen. So, you know, we need to be careful what we say out of our mouth. And that's the reason why, again, you know, I, I know I'm, I'm uh, digressing here a little bit, but we need to get this revelation, family. And uh, let me leave you with this and then get back to this. If you're waiting on something, it isn't that God is slow. He's making sure that once he gets it to you, the devil can't steal it. And he will not get it to you before, you know, there is always an appointed time. Can I say that? The Bible talks about an appointed time. And we need to understand that God's timing. Remember how it says, you know, so much of the time we say God's timing and our timing are different? The reason is God's looking at everything that is going on. You can't see everything that's going on. He can see everything that's going on. He sees all the demons, all, you know, all the things that have been said against you. He knows everything that's going on. You have no idea. And you're going, oh, come on, God. And he's going, not yet. If I do this now, there's about six devils about to jump all over you. You may say, how does that work? I don't know. I'm not God. 
I'm just, <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, if, there's, if, he, if you're waiting on something, there is a reason, and it's for your good. So you need to say, okay, God, I get this. Pastor preached today. I got it. I got a revelation. All I have to do is continue and say, thank you, Lord. I believe. I receive. When it comes, it will come. Amen. And nothing will be to stop it coming. Hallelujah. Let's get back to this. Oh, Lordy. So, <laughs> so again, he says, we know what belongs to God, what comes from Satan. God is true. By true God, John uh, does not mean one who tells the truth, but him who is really God. Okay, the true God. Do you understand? The adjective true is descriptive for it reveals God's nature. See, that's something else about God that God cannot lie. <laughs> Can I add something to this now? Careful. Okay, listen, listen. Because he cannot lie, sometimes he'll hold back on telling you something so that the devil doesn't know. Did you get that? You know, we're saying, God, tell us now. He goes, if I, let, <laughs> if I tell you now, I know you, you'll open your mouth and go and tell 20 people. And as soon as you, you know, then everybody knows, then the devil will begin to plan and scheme how to stop this thing. There are some things I don't say out of my mouth. I'm just, I'm just until God says, now. Now, some days I messed up. I put my hand up. Okay, I said something, and then, gosh, all the opposition that began coming my way. It was just incredible. Why? Because I couldn't keep my mouth shut. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm being honest with you. You know, some days we get so excited because the word comes with life. Did you all know that? You know, Hebrews, I think it was at 412, something like that. Anyway, it says it's quick, it's powerful, you know, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's full of life. The quick and powerful means it's full of life. Amen. And sometimes you get so excited, <laughs> you know, that you want to, yeah, okay, it's living, okay, that, that you want to say something to someone. And, you know, you just need to be quiet sometimes. Right. Moving on. I pray that you're receiving some revelation and some insight in, from all of this. Uh, we see evidence of this in what Jesus prayed. John chapter 17 and verse 3. Thank you for that scripture, by the way. John 17, 3, where he says, and this is eternal life. I love the way he says this, that they may know you, talking about God, the only true God. Do you know it's going to take you an eternity to know God? <laughs> I like that. You, you need eternal life to get to know God. Wow, there is so much to know about him. See, people think, well, what are we going to be doing in heaven? Well, brother, we're going to be sitting around in our little hammock or whatever and sipping Kool-Aid all day and doing nothing. Wrong picture, wrong picture, very wrong, <laughs> okay? You know, people say, you know, it's boring in heaven. If you want to have a party, go to hell. It's horrible in hell, and you better be ready to learn things and be excited and motivated and all the good things in heaven. Hell is full of disappointment. There is no hope down there. It is darkness, it is dread. Up there are all the answers. <laughs> Up there is where everything is waiting for you. Up there, there is a life that God has planned for you. Do you all know that God's plan for your life doesn't end here? 
Okay, you need this revelation now. All right, I'm going to give you a new revelation today. So many people think that when you're finished down here, that's it, brother. You're done. When you go up there, that's it. You just, you know, lounge around forever doing nothing. As if this God who created this entire universe, do you know nothing in this universe stands still? Everything is spinning. Everything is in motion. Sometimes they do several things at once. The maths is crazy on some of those things. You know, and, and, you, and you think... Somewhere we get this dumb idea we're going to go to heaven and do nothing. Where did you get that from? Listen, God has a plan for you even after you get to heaven. Do you know what all this is? Training ground. Let's see how faithful you are. Because depending on how faithful you are, then you'll be made ruler over all kinds of things. You all know God owns all the universe? Do you also know that God owns all the dimensions? <laughs> is, there enough you, is there enough space? Yes. And if we run out of space in this universe, we can make another one. In a whole other dimension. And run out there, we can make another. Do you all get this? It goes on forever. Don't ever think you're going to run out. The big question is, are you going to get a small plot of land or a couple of planets? That's a choice you're making right now. And I'm leaving you there. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on. William McDonald writes, but how much time do I have? Wow. Okay. The coming of the Lord Jesus Reveal to us him who is true, that is, the true God. God the Father can only be known through the Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son who is in the bosom of the Father. He, that is the Son, has declared him, that is the Father. Okay, this is uh, John chapter 1 and verse 18. Now, I want you to notice something here. He says, first of all, the coming of the Lord Jesus revealed to us him who is true, that is the true God. God the Father can only be known through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now the reason that he says this, he says, listen, you know, Jesus himself says, you know, I'm going to paraphrase this, okay, just so you guys get this. He says, listen, rather than guessing, the person that knows what's going on up there is the one that has come from there and can tell you about it. Did you get that? So he lets us know that he came from there. That's why he knows so much. Now, don't get his knowledge mixed up with his power. Okay, now listen, I, I need to clarify this because a lot of theologians don't get this one. And I need you guys to get this. Okay, yes, you're going to be smarter than some of them. Okay, anyway, you know, they mix up God, Jesus Christ, being God in the flesh, and him knowing all things, because it says he's, he knows uh, hearts of all men and what's going on on the inside of them, okay? They get that mixed up with the power. Yes, he healed everybody because he's God. No, no, no. He didn't heal everybody because he was God. Now, he was God, and he knew everything, but he gave all of that up for a reason, because what he wanted us to be able to do is watch him and do what he did. Now, he can't, he can't get us to do that if he comes here as the Son of God and says, I'm God, and we know when he comes to storm and everybody goes, oh, look at him, he's amazing, he comes to storm and he goes, yes, boys, I'm, didn't you know I'm God? Are you not reading my newsletter? <laughs> okay? He doesn't ever say stuff like that. He looks at them and says, why didn't you do something about it? 
Do you understand the significance of him saying things like that? He's saying, I am showing you how to do something that you need to do. I'm not going to be here all the time. You need to learn how to do this. And don't let somebody later on in the church, I'm, I'm adding this now, in the church life come and say, all oh, that stuff's passed away. It never will. It will always follow anybody that believes. So they're going to all try to stop you from believing. Don't believe them. <laughs> Amen? You believe me. You do what I tell you to do. You know that, like I said, all things are possible to him that believes, goes with, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You, can, you cannot say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, if you all don't believe. All things are possible. They go hand in hand. Amen? What we need to get from this, and I, you know, let, let me just bring this, I, I don't know how to put this as strongly as I can. We need to believe what Jesus said about God. All right. The reason we need to believe that is because so many people are preaching other things today, even today. And I want to believe what the Son of God, God himself, the second member of the Godhead, came and said, this is what God is like. He said, if anything is going wrong in your life, there is something called the thief out there that is out to steal, to kill, and destroy. He said, then there is me. There is God the Father who comes to give you life and life more abundantly. Now, if it's not life more abundantly, it's not God. I don't care what the preacher says. Amen. Yeah, but what about all that stuff in the Old Testament? Don't read that. It'll curl your hair. You don't understand the language it was written in, and we got a terrible translation. I am so sorry to say, I mean, I love that we have something in English, but some of this stuff, you know, you just want to toast a marshmallow over it without saying it. And they, they, they pull apart the English to criticize us. That's why you don't, you know, that's why I take so much time and so much trouble pulling out the original languages so that you can understand what was actually said. Because none of it contradicts itself. And not one time does it make look, God look bad. Not one time. It always explains what's going on. But we don't understand all the, the senses there are, the permissive senses and all this sort of stuff that is in the original languages. We don't have it in the English. So we write it in a way that, you know, it's almost like taking a university, sort of, you know, one of those college books and writing it out in crayon <laughs> from a two-year-old, and then you're going to live your life off the crayon version. Dude, go back to the original. Go check and see what it actually said. It didn't say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Goat. <laughs> go check the original. There's no Holy Ghost in this. There's a Holy Ghost. No, I'm, I'm making a point here. <laughs> okay, I know it's funny, but I'm making a point here. And then everybody says, see, you people believe in Holy Ghosts. You know, you, you, you're a bunch of sunk, sick people. And then we go, oh, yeah, I don't know. You know, God has a reason for that. Hey, go back and check. Something ain't right. Amen? God, I hope you're getting something here. All right. <laughs> Let's continue. I've got to finish this because I've run out of time. The significance of having this knowledge is brought out in what I. Howard Marshall says. And that is, it is interesting 
that here the task of Jesus is clearly presented as that of bringing knowledge through which we can be saved. See, that was something else that we needed. We are never going to get saved unless we know what, what needs to happen. Remember John 3.16. Remember Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, speaking about himself, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but uh, that the world through him might be saved. So Jesus came to tell us about the love of God, understand what God is like, invite us into the family so that we could come. He didn't come to say, you're all a bunch of sinners. What is wrong with all of you? He never came to condemn. Remember the woman that was taken in in adultery? You know, the religious people always wanted to condemn. They brought her thinking that they've got an ironclad kind of, you know, case here. And there's no way. They were actually trying to get the people to turn on him. By saying, what would you have us do? And they were expecting for him to say, well, it says in the law that she'll be stoned. So go ahead and stone her. He didn't say that. You know why? Because he is the law on two legs. They messed it up. He's, in other words, you know what? When he says, you know what? I'll, I'll throw something back at you. He said, anybody here without sin, you can cast the first stone. You want to judge her, judge yourself first. Isn't it interesting? Do you know the only person qualified there to throw a stone at her? Oh, it's him. He was the only one qualified and he didn't. And he says to her, where are all your accusers? She goes, they're not here. Everybody was left, right? right. That, that brought the Bible study to an end. Because uh, he, was, he was teaching them. <laughs> and boy, did they learn a lesson that day. And, and it's really interesting. He gets up, looks at her and says, neither do I. The one person that can condemn you isn't condemning you. Doesn't that tell us something about God? Isn't that a family you want to belong to? Amen. Let me me finish with this one last quote. In addition to this, Simon J. Kistemacher writes, In a world of deceit and falsehood, God has revealed himself in the Son of God as the one who is true. God has not forsaken us to the powers of darkness, but has endowed us with the ability to discern truth from error. He has given us that power. That's why the Apostle John says, you know, you don't need anybody to teach you. There are some things that you inherently know is right and is wrong. Amen? There will be something on the inside, a witness of the Spirit. Listen to it. When it's jumping up and down, I don't care how it looks, it's letting you know something is wrong. Yeah, but it all sounds right. I don't care. That's That's a point in time you say, I need a minute. Back away. If they say, oh, you don't have a minute, you have to make a decision right now, that tells you straight away, this is not for you. Walk away. If it's God, there's never a hurry. If it's the devil, he has to hurry because deception can only last so long. Get it? I'm going to leave it there. All right. (laughs) Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. I'm not going to stop otherwise. Thank you, Lord. Well, Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, again for the wisdom, the revelation, the insight that we're receiving. I pray, Father, that each and every one of us are not just hearers, but doers of the word. 